morning, everyone, and welcome to the weekly walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. Uh, good morning, Nick. Happy Mac-aversary. Mac-aversary? Yeah, Khalil Mack traded to the Bears one year ago today. Was it that late? It was. Oh, yeah, because he was like it was like a week before your first game, wasn't it? Correct. About a week before. Yeah, great trade for you. First round pick and second round or first round pick last two seasons. So exciting stuff for you guys. Still happy with it. <laughs> Still happy with it. But last night in, on primetime CBS Sports, Mizzou suffered one of the worst losses in recent memory, falling to the University of Wyoming. Cowboys. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Very tough performance and it basically ruins all, a lot of the expectations around this season. This was a team that was thought to potentially go 12-0 and in, in some Mizzou fans' yeah. eyes, in Kelly Bryant's nope. <laughs> eyes as well, when he was considering, when he had the option to, to go into the transfer portal after the bowl ban, he said, I'm just focused on going undefeated with this team. So the mindset was certainly there to do that regardless and yeah, about that <laughs> you blow you blow a game to a to a team you were favored by double digits yeah and you give up a what 34 to 3 run in the middle of the game in the middle of two quarters unexcusable to, to begin the game Mizzou Mizzou jumps out to a 14 nothing lead in the first and then in the second quarter it just fell apart it that they were outscored 27 to 3 in the second quarter of the game and at that point, going into halftime down 27 to 17 off of more or less your mistakes, it's a tough pill to swallow. And the hardest part of it was the red zone turnovers. Two turnovers in the red zone by the Mizzou offense just absolutely killed them. And three turnovers in the game resulting in, I believe, 17 points for the Cowboys. Yeah, the turnovers, at one point, they had five red zone, red zone uh, opportunities they had one touchdown, two field goals, and two turnovers, which more or less played the story of this game was just Mizzou's mistakes beating them. Mizzou beat themselves more than Wyoming beat them, if that makes sense. Missouri's yeah. mistakes yep. were the deciding factor of this football game. And it's upsetting because it was going to be an interesting race in the SEC East because it is wide open with whoever wants to compete with Georgia this year. It. I mean, it was a disappointing day for the entire, our side of the SEC, the SEC East. With Tennessee getting upset by Georgia State at home, South Carolina got beat by North Carolina with Jake Bentley throwing two interceptions as well. Vanderbilt lost, but they were playing Georgia. And you look at and it. Kentucky, and honestly, was getting, was, a, was, you know, in a game for a little while with, who did they play, Akron? Toledo. So they played Toledo, Toledo, yes. Yeah, that game was close for a while. And even Bama, they they didn't look too good for the first quarter of Duke. They were tied going into the second quarter against Duke. The SEC didn't look too good. If Bo Nix didn't didn't go out and, and he didn't even play, let's be honest, he didn't play that good against Oregon, but it was his first start. So, But he came to, up big. He came up huge and he won the game at least. But if they would have lost that game, this would have been one of the worst days in SEC football oh, history. Oh, yeah. At least especially in against, especially against the opposition that they played because they really didn't play anybody all that good. No, they played terrible teams that they should have beat by double digits, pretty soundly. It's like every SEC team, you know, except for maybe Vanderbilt, who was playing Georgia, probably should have won. <laughs> 
Didn't Arkansas lose too? Who care? Arkansas isn't that good. I don't really care about them losing, but all these other teams, you, you can't be South Carolina and lose to North Carolina. You can't be a football school losing to a basketball school. Well, congratulations it, to Mac Brown, by the way. Yeah, congratulations to him. That's a great story, but it, I'm speaking of from a South Carolina standpoint. You got Jake Bentley, who should be evolving as a quarterback, and he just took a crap in the middle of the field. Did you see that ball he threw with two minutes left in the game? Wasn't even close. Picked off. Bang, going the other way. Yeah, inexcusable play from especially the SEC. Then it makes me look stupid. Then it makes me look stupid because I said the ACC is nowhere near as good as the SEC. And now I'm look dumb. Thanks a lot, Jake Bentley. Well, all right. No, he's (laughs) stupid. I'm tired of all this. I'm tired of these teams. You come out there, you play. What are we doing? What are we doing? Losing to North Carolina. That is embarrassing. I mean, yeah. Fire everyone. I'm tired of it. Reshape the entire SEC. Wow. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Did Memphis defeat Old Miss as well? Yes. Yes, they did. Now I will give I will give Memphis some credit. They actually are a pretty underrated college football team. I mean, they still shouldn't be able to beat a team like Old Miss, but Old Miss has been quite bad ever since ever since they fired their head coach that defeated Bama. I'm slipping on his name, but do you remember his name? I do not. Let me look it up. But yeah, no, just overall a disappointing day for the SEC. Let's mean let's talk we know what we know what Mizzou did. And it was just not great. But let's talk Hugh about Freeze, let's talk, that's Hugh Freeze. Let's talk about Tennessee. This is a team that they played in Georgia oh, Southern, right? Georgia State. No, they didn't. I mean, they yeah, they played Georgia State. They played in, Georgia State in Tennessee at Tennessee. Georgia State got a football program what in 2010. Georgia State, in my mind, was known as the R.J. Hunter School. Absolutely. When he hit the shot and his dad was the coach, and the coach fell out, or his father fell out of the seat because he had a broken foot. It was one of the best March Madness moments, honestly, probably ever. And and now they're they've just won and you said they made a they got a program of what, like twenty tens? It was the twenty tens, wasn't it? I'm looking up the exact year. But it, they yeah, there was, they were founded in twenty ten. Yeah, twenty ten. That's nine years ago. They're about to get ten years next year. It'll be their tenth year of being a football program. And Tennessee has had a football program for decades and decades, and their fans expect expect a lot. They are always expect a lot. Every year is Tennessee's year, according to their fans, which obviously hasn't been the case. But the expectation for them to win these games is it's, it's I mean, necessary. Like they need to win. It's an even worse loss than Mizzou had yesterday. Oh, for sure. Considering it was at home. The expectations around Tennessee is always high because of their fan base. Like, a, a Power 5 team shouldn't be losing to a team from the Sun Belt. No. Like, the Mountain, we're losing to a team from the Mountain West and football is bad, but, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Like, the Mountain West has some legitimate schools. The Mountain West did well, actually, as a conference in general. Nevada, almost, Nevada won. They almost well, hit the cycle for gonna, Power 5. They almost Hawaii every, won. They almost beat every team from a Power Five. Which which one did they not beat? Uh, they beat an SEC. They school. beat SEC with us. They beat uh, they beat Pac-12 with Hawaii over Arizona because Hawaii's in the Mountain West mm. somehow. Um, 
and then they beat the Big Ten. So they missed with the, Purdue. Did they beat an ACC school? I can't remember. Well, that might be it then. They might not. Have they beat a Big Twelve team. I don't know. They hmm. might have. Well, I still, don't know. Great, Either great one. showing for the Mountain West. Yeah, incredible showing. They should be. They should be extremely proud of what they did. That's that's a great accomplishment. They had no business even, probably even competing in most of those games, let alone, yeah. let alone winning them. Especially in the case of uh, Wyoming over Mizzou. Mizzou's expectations were huge this year. Tennessee's are as well, due to the fan base, not necessarily how they played the season before that. But fair play to and fair play to all of them. Something the needs to be said for. Barry Odom's obviously recruited a great offense. But what's going on with the defense? I put it more on the offense than I put it on the defense. But the defense didn't force a turnover. They gave up big plays. I'd say a lot of the big plays were given up on the offensive side. What about that? Like, Didn't they have two touchdown runs of over 45 yards? Hit a 75-yard touchdown run and a 47-yard touchdown run, I think. No, I'm not saying the defense is, has any fault, but when your offense is about to score and they're on the five-yard line and they fumble the football and then they return it for – did they have, did they have any defensive touchdowns? They had some. They had one defensive touchdown. They had a defensive touchdown. You know, you But have still, a, our offense put up 31 points last night. They put up 31. Should have been enough. Should have been enough to beat a Wyoming team who can't throw the football. But you need to look at it from this perspective. The offense did turn the ball over three Correct. times. Correct. We gave up the bigger plays in the game, whether it was on offense or defense. Correct. But why couldn't our defense force a turnover? Why couldn't our defense come up with a stop? Why couldn't our defense get more than one hand on a dude that's running right up the middle for a 50-yard touchdown run? Yeah, you are correct in saying that the defense is at fault, but Kelly Bryant did not come to play they came to play in the first quarter he threw his for his career high in passing yards in a game he He threw for almost 450 yards he threw a he threw a pick and along with that didn't he have a fumble too i'm not sure if he. i'm pretty sure he had a fumble let me look it up i know Beatty fumbled but seriously i just don't understand how i I don't understand how the defense couldn't come up with a stop at any point in time we really needed it I mean, except for right at the end when they came up with that stop, and then our offense tried to go down the field, and I mean, we were unhappy with the play calls on third and fourth down there on that last series. Yeah, it was uh, Larry Roundtree also fumbled. So Roundtree fumbled, Beatty fumbled, and Bryant threw an interception. Yes, they. He said he threw for two touchdowns, and you know. 450 yards almost. You're not, you're not putting anything on Kelly Bryant in this game? Not putting any blame on him? What else did you want him to do besides, you know, deliver a better ball right there at the end on the last series? You no, can put he, that on him. He threw a pick in when they were down by 10 points. One interception, <laughs> in, one interception in a football game should not be the end of the world. Well, when you're down by 10 to a... To a Mountain West team, sometimes it is, especially when you had no, you have a, you should be the team up by ten. And when you're driving, and your your defense finally gets a stop or etc., you should score and then at least give your defense some momentum. They shouldn't have all the momentum after getting a pick, being up by ten already. 
I mean, I would agree you should have held onto the ball there and just taken a sack because he just heaved it into coverage there in the red zone, and it would have been better to just get a field goal and take the sack there. But seriously, I think he did enough to win this game. And that's fair to say because they did put up 31 points. Like, yes, he made mistakes, but it's his first game in this offense. It's his first game with this team. And he came out and threw for a career high in yards. Still playing Wyoming. Still playing. Like, like We the, definitely should have won the football game. There's no excuse for losing this football game, but, I mean, I can't pin this really on Kelly Bryant. If I'm going to pin it on anyone, I would just pin it on the team as a whole. Once they went up 14-0, they got conservative. They didn't play hard. They... They thought they had the game won, and then that's why when that second quarter happened, they literally got punched in the mouth. 27 to 3. It's ridiculous. You can't you can't have that happen. Not not if you're a power five division one school. You can't you can't allow that to happen. Not if you're in the power five, especially in the SEC against the Mountain West team. It's ridiculous. And with that loss, Barry Yoda moves to 18 and 19 in his career at the University of Missouri. I thought it was 19 and 20. It, I don't know. Whatever. He's under 500 now as a coach. Not good. If only we could turn it on somehow at the beginning of the season instead of at the end. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They oh, can well. still, they can still win the SEC. This has no. Um, this has no this has no implication on whether or not they win it cuz people forget this when Mizzou went back to back SEC titles in the second time in the second year they, they lost, lost to Indiana a, the 4 and 8 Indiana squad who actually played a lot of teams close that year we'll see how well Wyoming plays so maybe we can judge and maybe Wyoming's competing for a college football playoff god i hope so no, they they don't have a chance but almost cowboys but we will see how Mizzou bounces back from this 19 and 20. Okay. You are correct. Talk to me about Bo Nix and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert had a great game statistically compared to Bo Nix. Bo Nix had a, had a terrible performance, in my opinion. Like, if you look at the stats. 177 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions for Bo Nix. This is his first start as a college quarterback. Hey, he's putting up Felipe Franks-esque numbers already, so that's pretty good <laughs> for his well, first start. Well, the Pac, well, yeah, but he was going up against a Pac-12 defense. I don't know how good Oregon's defense is, but primarily in the Pac-12, you don't have very good defenses. But just in general, this is a ranked team. This is at a humongous stadium down at Cowboys Stadium. It is on national television. Well, so it's is kind of a no, but it's just a kind kind of a challenging environment to make your first career college start let alone your first career college game yeah i understand that but just because just because their rank doesn't mean their defense is good but oklahoma's defense was 75th in the nation last year just i mean you they have explosive stars on offense that has been oregon's dna forever and auburn was helped greatly by 110 rushing yards from whitlow yeah, good for them. I'm happy. I'm happy they won the game. If they would have lost, the SEC would have looked really stupid today, which I don't mind it doing. I'm not the biggest SEC guy myself, so it's not. <clears throat> it's not something. This is that's not something to hang your hat on Auburn doing that because you could make a clear argument that Oregon probably played better throughout the whole game, 
They did blow. They a were huge leading lead. for most of the game. They did. I blow. believe they were up twenty-one to six. Tough, yep. Tough loss for them and Justin Herbert. But they can still, in my opinion, they can still come come back and maybe make a run for the college football playoffs. Still. Depends on how Auburn does this year. Even if, I mean, if they win out and they play dominant, they can make a spot for sure, especially with I don't think anyone from the SEC East is coming out undefeated. So, All right. I don't see anyone I don't see anyone from the SEC. I don't see two SEC schools being able to compete at that level, so we will see what happens. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss some of the things that happened in the NFL. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. KCOU is proud to partner with the good folks at Dismal Niche Arts to present the 5th Annual Columbia Experimental Music Festival, October 3rd through 6th, featuring KCOU favorites Makaya McRaven, Juliana Barwick, M. Dumokhtar, as well as a wide supporting cast of creatives. Founded in 2015, the fest has sought to highlight artists international, domestic, and local for a weekend of ticketed and free immersive multimedia showcases, workshops, and dance parties designed to inspire critical thought and appreciation of esoteric art forms in the community. Showcases will occur throughout historic downtown Columbia venues and locales, including a very special KCOU presentation of West African psych rock sensation M. Mokhtar and special guest Yasmin Williams at Cafe Berlin on October 5th. Purchase passes, view the full schedule of events, donate, or simply learn more about the fest and Dismal Niche. Please visit dismalniche.com or find Dismal Niche on all major social media platforms. Columbia Experimental Music Festival, October 3rd through 6th. Broaden your perceptions, challenge your sensibilities, and prepare to get dizzy. Baseball is what gets inside you. It's what lights you up. You can't deny that. From college to MLB, join me, Taylor Renee, and me, Emma Hayes, as we discuss all things baseball on KCOE Sports' first and exclusively female talk show, A League of Their Own. Tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia or online at kcou.fm. And we are back. You are listening to KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia or online at KCOU.FM or on Spotify at the Weekly Walk. Or on Apple Podcasts. Or on Apple Podcasts. Or on iHeartRadio. <laughs> or on <laughs> or on Tune In. But now wow, we're, we're everywhere, aren't we? But the NFL season kicks off this Thursday with the Green Bay Packers traveling to Soldier Field Don't to play get me started, man. the Chicago Bears. And to begin the 100th year of the NFL, Meek Mill is going to perform the Philadelphia Natives. I just don't understand. Eve, what are your thoughts on this? I just don't understand why he's doing a concert in Grant Park to open the season. I just don't get it. You know what? I love it. No, why are we bringing the Philadelphia, the Eagles fan? Why are we doing it? I just don't understand. Meek Mill. And? 
Get Chance to do it. Get someone better to do it. Get someone Chicago Meek Mill, to do it. Okay, Meek Mill's better than Chance. But just in general, nobody, no Bears fan wants to see Meek Mill, an avid <laughs> Eagles fan, running around out there in Chicago. I do. You're not a Bears fan. Doesn't matter. I want to see it on my TV. You're not even going to be watching. I'm going to watch the game. Did you go to a concert? I'm not going to a concert. No. I'm not going to, I'm not going to that at Mizzou now. I'm going to go watch the game. Beautiful. Beautiful. But yeah, no, I was hyped this morning. I was watching soccer and I saw the, uh, I started seeing the commercials for it. Oh, pump the Sunday night football anthem. You're watching the game, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be watching. Okay. Yeah, Meek Mill doing that. It's going to be an exciting game. That game's going to be exciting. The kickoff, oh, I'm the 100th so ready. year. Oh, I'm so ready. 100th year of the Bears. And it's, it's the 100th year of the, the league. The Packers, too, isn't it? I would assume. I don't know. I don't know if any other team's actually celebrating their 100th year today, this year. Interesting. But it's, a, it's an interesting thought, and I wanted to get your thoughts, and I was hoping to get a little bit more energy. I just don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. It's fine. I can respect it. I, I mean, I love the move, personally. I mean, Meek Mill won't be a bad concert. I just don't understand why you're bringing an Eagles fan after what happened at the end of last year. Last year? What happened last year? When we lost to him in the playoffs, man? No, no, no. Can you explain? I got a little short-term memory loss. No, I'm not going to explain Cody Parkey missing the field goal again. I'm over it. Come on. Teddy Panero's time to shine. Who? Our new kicker. Exciting stuff. And we only got one on the roster now, so at least we're better than the Vikings in that in that standpoint. Our kicking competition looks to be finished. Where, whereas they <laughs> traded that fifth round pick to the uh, Vikings, traded a fifth round pick to the Ravens for a kicker, came out and missed a bunch of kicks in preseason, and they cut. They gave up a fifth round pick. Yeah, to get that kicker from Baltimore, and then they cut him. They basically cut a fifth round pick. That's tough. That, that's a tough. That's a lot to give up for a kicker, a fifth what, round a backup pick. kicker. I mean, whatever. <laughs> you said the Vikings I'm, did that. Yep, I'm fine with the Vikings wasting their draft picks. And you do get a lot of gems there too, so that's tough scenes for them. It's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting season. But moving on, one of the biggest one of the biggest trades in the NFL was Judavian Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks. To join Bobby Wagner and company, it's going to be the Legion back. No, no I'm kidding. Stop it's not. It. <laughs> the stop Legion it. was the defensive backs always. Even but, with the, I mean, it's a big, it's a big. Uh, but it's a big they, they lost pass rush when they gave up Frank Clark to the Chiefs, and now they gained it back. So and they, I saw something. If you were playing Madden and you proposed this trade, as the. Uh, as the Seahawks, if you propose this trade for Jadavian, Madden wouldn't even let you do it. Yeah, but that is based on the mindset of Jadavian wants to stay there. This is true. So, I mean, that's one thing. Like, everyone goes, like, to Madden, but, like, in real life, like, there's personalities in this. No, 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 I understand that, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I think that the, uh, the Seahawks definitely won this trade. Of course. By getting Jadavian, even though they had to give up, you know, a few players in a draft pick. What did they have to? What was the draft pick? Do you remember first round, second round? I don't think it was first round. Okay, even if it was second round pick, Jadavian Clowney as he's a very big play. He's a big playmaker, but at the same time, he's somebody who 
in my opinion, goes quiet for a lot of the game. Well, absolutely. But Khalil I mean, Mack, like Khalil Mack, but, he is always he always makes his presence known. But is part of it the fact that he was on a Houston Texans team that also had elite pass rusher JJ Watt? It helps. Was it that was helps it, having him on the other side? I was going to say, was it that he went that Jadavion went quiet, or was it that JJ took over? I mean, it. I, I think you can make it very. They, they, you, they can't both get sacks. You can make a I mean, clear but, argument that he played better playing alongside a star like JJ. Oh, absolutely, because I mean, you have trouble blocking everyone like that. But I mean, I think part of it was not the fact that Clowney went cold; it was that JJ got hot and stole the spotlight. Well, if we're talking about spotlight in Houston, Texas. There's not gonna. There's not a bigger star on that team than Absolutely. JJ Watt. Raised thirty million dollars in the wake of uh, the hurricane, and there's there's not gonna be a bigger star from that standpoint. But from the standpoint of playing, JJ Watt hasn't beat anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's three-time Defensive Player of the Year. And can we talk about what else Houston did? Go ahead. They brought in Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. You're also forgetting. They have Carlos Hyde now, too. They also got Carlos Hyde from the Chiefs in a Duke backfield that really only had Duke Johnson going into the season after Lamar Miller uh, messed up his knee. You are correct. So, with that, I say we should go into some division predictions. Well, hold on. Hold on. I want to talk a little bit more about that. The Houston Texans are in a clear win-now mode. They, they clearly with Andrew Absolutely. Luck with Andrew Luck gone because Andrew Luck played this year. They didn't stand a hope of winning that division. Well, you knew, you were, have DeAndre Hopkins. You have to try and win with him. They could win that division if Andrew Luck was in there. No. Yes. No. Yes, they could. Nope. Not a chance. Their offense could do it. No. Ab- why not? Why you not? See what happened at the end of last year. Did you like? Did you watch the games? No, I didn't watch Houston Texans games at the end of last year. The Colts were easily second half of last year until they ran against Kansas City. They were the best team in football. Yeah, the Colts lost like one game after opening the season one and four, right? Yes, they were a crazy team. They were so good, and then they played up against the Texans and they destroyed them. It wasn't even close. And Marlon Mack's only going to get better. That O-line's fantastic. Andrew Luck's a top-five quarterback in my eyes in the NFL. Even sitting here today, I will say that, regardless if he's retired or not. I until think some, the Texans Until someone shows me something better. I think the Texans in that offense could have won it with Andrew Luck in there. No. That's just. And then look at the defense side. They got Darius. That defense was no, falling the, the out No, the defense for the Colts is definitely much better than the Texans. So I say all of this, and you still think that the Texans— I think the Texans' offense could have powered them to a division title even if Andrew Luck was still on the Colts. All right. And I think the Texans' offense will do just that now that Andrew Luck is not on the Colts. Okay. That's fine. Other big news, Demarius Thomas was cut from the Patriots. And the He's like, Chiefs, what, a five-time Pro Bowler? Yes. Well, what do you think he, where do you think he's going to end up? Do you think another team gives him a chance, or do you think this is it for Demarius Thomas? 
I mean, it wouldn't be bad if it was it for him. He's clearly on the decline. He's not he's as good. He's had injury problems. He's not nearly. like He's just not as good. His best year was 2014, along with most of the receivers on that team with that Peyton Manning squad when he had 55 touchdowns. He's just not. You like, get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Everybody gets a touchdown. Like It's just not the same. I was telling you last night, it's just not the same. It's just not the same player that you saw five years ago playing alongside Peyton Manning. And Absolutely he wasn't not. going to be a huge contributor to a championship caliber team that the Patriots are. It's just not it's just not a it's not a feasible idea for him to do that. It's not it's not really it's not realistic for him to go out there and be be a big contributor on a championship team. So nobody Gives him a chance? I'm not. No, that's not what I'm saying. I don't know who's going to pick him up. You think someone will, though? You don't think this probably, is the end? Probably. Okay. Probably somebody will. But if we've learned anything, when the Patriots cut someone, you're, you you know they're not going to contribute to you in a championship standpoint because they are the king of, of being champions. Yeah. Under Bill Belichick. And of finding players that uh, can help contribute to that from the free agent or waiver wire and that kind of thing. Yes, and LaShawn McCoy bringing his talents back to Kansas City. Another Exciting classy stuff. character in Kansas City. All right, stop it. LaShawn McCoy, he should be he should provide great uh, great value from the running back two spot, yeah. third down back. As long as he doesn't spoil end game again. Yeah, I did not like that, but he should he should be able to so contribute. What does this mean team. for production of other Chiefs running backs, specifically like Damian Williams, who's slotted to be the starter. He'll be the starter still. You think so? Yeah. LaShawn McCoy is too old and he doesn't fit the scheme. But you think, you so this shouldn't really affect Damian Williams' numbers for the season? I wouldn't say. I think that a lot of people are freaking out on that. I believe LaShawn McCoy will probably be a third-round back. He's a little bit strong, more strong than Damian Williams. He's more of a power back, I would say, comparatively. And... I would not worry if I was Damian Williams is the same guy who scored three touchdowns in an AFC championship game against an arguable top five defense of the New England Patriots last year, his rookie season. He should be fine. Okay. I that's, that's asking just as a concerned fantasy and owner to a the, Chiefs expert. And I gave and I gave you my, my answer. I would not freak out about okay. it. Okay. Okay. I won't freak out about it. But that's just what I saw on Twitter. A lot of people were like, oh, I draft Damian Williams. No, they're not going to use Damian. They're going to use Damian Williams. I'm still confident in Damian Williams. He's a stud, man. He's probably the most underrated running back in the league, I would say. Him and Marlon Mack. But All right. Moving on, you wanted to do divisional Yeah, we'll do, them. we'll do them when we come back from break. Okay, we will be right back. When we come back, we will talk about divisional winners and pick the week one. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. At KCOU, we constantly need custom apparel. Whether it be t-shirts for special events or performance polos for our sports broadcasters, the only place we trust for our apparel needs is one-to-one print shop. One-to-one will help your business or organization craft custom apparel at an affordable price. To learn more, go to one-to-oneprintshop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E printshop.com. 
Tune in to Undrafted for the best sports talk of the week. Catch Parker Reem. I'm an above-average Packers fan. The Bills are a very bad team. They are utter trash. And Turner Klingenmeyer. Definitely draft stuck up. I'm going with coffee tables. But that Bears defense. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Only on KCOU 88.1 FM. In the night I hear him talk the cold story back. You are listening to KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and KCOU.FM or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you all listening. And Ian Rappaport tweeted out just recently, six minutes ago, that Zeke Elliott has made progress on his new contract extension over the last 24 hours. They aren't there yet and many obstacles remain, but there is some optimism. All right. Let's hope he sits week one and then comes back right away. All right. I play against him in fantasy in week one, so... All right, but moving toward, what do you want to do the week one predictions first? Let's or do, do the week one predictions first. All right, go ahead. Do you have the numbers, or do you have the teams? I do have the teams. Okay, awesome. Let's let's go first. Chronological order, of course. All right, Thursday night, the season opener from Soldier Field. You have the Packers visiting the Chicago Bears. I would give the Bears this. I'm taking them. I'm taking the Bears as well. I don't. Full send on the Bears. The Bears have the better team, just in general. Better. The defense is phenomenal. Aaron Rodgers has injury problems, might get injured in this game like he did last year. And personally, I just believe, I do believe that Mitch is going to play better this year. All the intangibles. ESPN has him as a top 10 MVP candidate. I mean,. There's a lot. I mean, you could probably put a lot of people in the top 10. I don't know where. You can put 10 in the top 10, Nick. All right, Ape. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but there's, you could make an argument that some people, like, like there would be a lot of players, like, that really aren't in the race is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I feel. Um, <laughs> no, but, stop uh, it. But, yeah. You don't no. feel nothing. MVP Mitch coming. All right. Sunday, the 8th at noon. Your Kansas City Chiefs visiting Jacksonville and their new offense under Nick Foles. I would have to say that the Chiefs win the game. I would probably agree with that one. I I mean it I mean it is a little sketch going to Jacksonville, but even so they're Especially because, you know, there's gonna be a hurricane happening or just finishing <laughs> happening there. There's I mean, there, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game, obviously, because of that defense, but Nick Foles had much more talent around him in Philly than he Correct. does in than he does in in the Jacksonville. So Correct. we'll see we'll see how well and he plays. Jacksonville always prides themselves on their defense, so it's all going to come down to if they can slow down the Chiefs or not. And I don't believe they're going to be able to slow them down enough to give Nick Foles a scoring chance because no one has really stopped Patrick Mahomes from doing his thing aside from the Arizona Cardinals in some would argue just a trap game, and they still put up like 20 points, I'm pretty sure. So, GG, I would have to pick the Chiefs. All right, moving on, another noon game on Sunday. You have the Atlanta Falcons taking their offensive firepower up north to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis to play the Vikings. 
I believe this year could be the Falcons. I'll be that person to pick the Falcons. I'm to going win, to agree with you. To win mm. their division, potentially. Maybe not the division, but at least make a wild card because they do have the Saints in that division as well. So I'll, I'll pick the Falcons. I believe they could they could make I'm a taking the Falcons this in this one, too. There's no way Kirk Cousins and that Vikings offense is going to be able to put up enough points to run with what this Falcons team will put on them next week. All right. New look Browns have the Titans coming to them in Cleveland. I say the Browns build off the hype train they've been running and they, they win this game. Absolutely. You have an AFC East battle between the uh, the Bills and the Jets. <laughs> Give me the Jets. Le'Veon's first game back from the year-long layoff. Give me the Jets. Sam Darnold had the best QBR through the last month of the season, regular season, of course. Give me the Jets. What do you think, 150 and a touchdown for Le'Veon? 112. 112 and a touchdown. Write it down. All right. Um, the Dolphins, who have just recently burned their franchise to the ground, have the Ravens and Earl Thomas coming to them. Do we even have to ask you? Can you say that again? Who's playing? The Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins are team that they winning. just burned to the ground. The Dolphins are not winning. Have Earl Thomas, Lamar Jackson, and company, and the Ravens coming down to Miami. The Baltimore Ravens are going to win that game just based on the Dolphins completely tanking. Uh, NFC East, Skins, Eagles. Give me the Eagles in this game. The right. Redskins have a lot of question marks right now. So and Case, more, is Case Keenum their starter? Did they name him that? I believe so. Yeah. Give me the Eagles. <laughs> I'm um, taking the Eagles as well. Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton get their season started at home against Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, and company in the Rams. Give me the Panthers. Really? Yes. All right. That's going to be a really competitive division this year. I think I'm going to take the Rams in this one. I can uh, respect that. Colts Chargers. I know you don't want to pick the Chargers, but I know you're going to pick the Chargers. Give me the Colts. Yeah. All right. I'm taking the Chargers. All right. Uh, Bengals, Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. Yeah, in Seattle, really. Well, you didn't, <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't say in Seattle. Give me the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones, Eli Manning. Who's going to win that? Is, is Eli Manning the starter? I believe Eli Manning is going to start All week right. one. Well, <laughs> does he get a win week one at Jerry World in Dallas? <laughs> No. No. <laughs> They're right. just not a better team. Unless Saquon goes. Is that Sunday Night Football? It is not. Okay. They th- he shouldn't. They should win that game, especially if Zeke gets this contract. They, they for sure don't win. They at least have a chance because they can run the ball and kill clock with Saquon. All right. 49ers and Buccaneers in Tampa. Jimmy Garoppolo should be back. I... Uh, give me the Bucks. Give okay. me Jameis. Jam- maybe J- taking- Jameis balls out. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He might lose his job. Give me Jameis. I'm taking. I'm taking San Fran in that one. Lions and the Cardinals. Kyler Murray gets his first start at home against Matt Stafford and company. Give me the Lions just because a lot of rookie quarterbacks who play on really bad teams don't get that first career yeah. start the first day. It's going to take a little while. And here is Sunday night football. The Patriots raise the banner in Foxborough as Big Ben and Juju come into town to take them on on Sunday night football. Steelers, Patriots from Foxborough. 
History says to go with the Patriots in this matchup, so that's what I'm going to go yeah, with. Yeah, they're raising the banner. It's going to be rowdy. All right, uh, and then a Monday night doubleheader between Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans and Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints is the opener on Monday. Is that going to New Orleans? Correct. At, New Orleans wins yep, that game. And then, <laughs> and then uh, the Broncos are in Oakland. I guess the Broncos in that game. I would, I would probably have to give it to the Broncos. I'm taking the Raiders, man. What? Taking the Raiders over the Broncos there. Why? Why not? Broncos are not a good football well, you, team. I just, I'm just asking for your reason. The Broncos are not a good football team. Their offense... They're better than the Raiders. The Raiders' offense is going to be better than the Broncos. I don't know. They, Philip Lindsay's really good. Philip Lindsay is really good. You're right. But I still think... And A.B. is looking worse and worse from every coming day. But I still think Derek Carr will be able to lead this offense to a win in week one. All right. That's fine. But for you to say the offense for them is... Their offense is very unproven. And last year, they just weren't even better than the Broncos. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Give me your division champion starting with the AFC East. The AFC East has has been historically since we've been alive run by New England. They win the division again, and the Jets go to the wild card. Hmm. Okay, I agree with the uh, I agree with the Patriots. I don't know about the wild card. Um, moving to the AFC West, your division. The Chiefs should pull this one out with the Chargers securing that other wild yep. card spot. Give me the Chargers winning this division. All right. Um, and the AFC North, is this the Browns' year to take that division? Nope. The you taking Lamar Jackson? The Baltimore oh. Ravens are taking this division with no, I like the picks. with no wild card spot given. So the Browns do not make the playoffs. I already gave my two wild card spots. And then your AFC South. The AFC South. It's a tough one. This this one's tough. I could see we got what we got the Jags, Texans, Colts, Jags, and Tennessee. Give me the Jags to win this division. Okay. Um, for me, I'm taking the Pats. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm taking the. I'm taking the Browns, and I'm taking the Texans. And for me, I picked the I picked the Patriots, the Chiefs, and then I picked. The Ravens, and then in the South, I picked, I picked the Jaguars. And then for my wild card teams, I'm going to run with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Okay. Now give me the NFC. The NFC East pretty much comes down to Cowboys or Eagles. Give me the Cowboys to win the division. Okay. I see them getting the Zeke the Zeke done the Zeke deal done sooner rather than later. And he will be playing football if not week one, then week two. And Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. I'm not, Carson Wentz just didn't look that good last year. I need to see and something Nick more from Foles him. Nick Foles is not there to lead that team to glory. And again. I see Dak Prescott playing very well this season as well. Talk about the NFC West. Rams division to lose? Or the Rams should still win the division. Okay. Maybe With Seattle. With the Seahawks in second. Yeah, I see Seattle making the wild card. The ever-competitive NFC North. The Bears take the division again. I see the Bears taking the division and I don't see a team coming out of the wild card. For and then give me the NFC South. That's your Saints, Falcons, Panthers, and Bucks. 
Give me the Saints winning the division. That's a tough. That's a tough one to choose between for the the wild. Who's your first wild card? My first wild card was. Oh, I just I just picked it. It was. Uh, you said no NFC North. You I said, said the, the Seahawks. Seahawks. I said the Seahawks. That's who it was. I said the Seahawks. So I have one more to either give between the Panthers and the Falcons. Yes. Give me the Panthers. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking. In the. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to agree with all your division champions: Cowboys, Rams, Bears. And Saints. This is tough. It's a it's tough, tough to pick the wild cards. I think I'm there. giving both wild cards to the NFC South. Yeah, I can and I can respect that. Too. I think I, three teams from the NFC South. I, I'm kind of a little. I was a little sketchy on the Seahawks on the Seahawks, and that's hard to do because they all play each other. But I feel like they those teams can do it. I do too. They have they have a lot of talent. In that so give NFC me the Saints South. down there, and then the Panthers and Falcons. Yeah, it's definitely a. It's definitely going to be interesting to see the NFC South over the last five six years. It has been one of the one of the best divisions in football, and I believe that stretch will continue this season as well. But for right now, we're going to see what happens. It's going to be a great NFL season, and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to come at you guys with the upsets and moments of the week. You're listening to KCOU eighty eight point one or KCOU FM. This is how we do every day. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. KCOU would like to thank One to One Print Shop for their support. One to One outfitted our entire staff with custom performance polos and t-shirts, and they can do the same for your business or organization. To learn more, visit them at 1610 Paris Road or go to their website at one-to-oneprintshop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E printshop.com. Thank you, One to One, for supporting KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. Saturday, Cut the Nets will be live from noon to one on KCOU 88.1 FM. Otto Porter's a possibility. Jabari Parker's even. Oh, you don't don't want Jabari Parker. Tune in to KCOU Sports Saturday to listen to David Kuntz, Zach Berman, and Chuck Ryan talk sports. Fun fact of the day, number two, Robert Kraft actually owns like 99% of the city of Foxborough. Catch Cut the Nets on KCOU 88.1 FM. Do people care about Evan? I mean, why would the Magic want Evan Turner? Hey, Jill. You know the old sugar daddy. They be tricking their tell them, girl. I said you can have whatever you like. You like. I said you can have whatever you like. You like. Yeah, yeah. And we are back. You're listening to 88.1 FM Columbia or KCU.FM or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you listening. And, Ethan, I want you to take away with your moment of the week. Um, Before that, I'm going to run with my 
Cubs panic meter for the week. Oh, go ahead. I just, I'm just throwing it on Twitter right now. Um, Cubs took a big series and a big step this week by sweeping your New York Mets. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Um, <laughs> but they uh, they did sweep them with the combination of Stroman, Syndergaard, and DeGrom all pitching. And they looked really sharp. And then they took the first one from Milwaukee. And they lost yesterday, but they go again today. So with great that week. being said, it was a great week, and we're moving up past as cool as Javi a little bit onto the right side towards this might be the year. We're not all the way there yet. We're still mostly under it's cool. We're as cool as Javi. We're two and a half games back, and uh, we're feeling good right now. Let's just go with that. We're feeling good right now. And just a little update. I will actually be on the road next weekend at the Cubs game in Milwaukee. So we will not have a show for you next Sunday, I don't think, right? I might do some. I'm not for sure yet. We'll see what happens. But I will not be here. Yeah, we will, we'll see what happens. I'm not for certain. Let's keep keep an eye out on the Twitter at Weekly Walk KCOU. That's at Weekly Walk KCOU to get more updates on it. We will see what happens. I'm not for certain on anything, though. All right. Now we move in to, do you want to talk at all about DeMarcus Cousins? I mean, we don't have to. We could just leave it alone. He got charged with a domestic abuse charge. so It's unfortunate, to say the least. Unfortunate for him. Somebody... It's a very tough time in his career for him with all the injuries and now this. But That being said, it's still unacceptable to do what he did. I, I, could, I couldn't agree more with that, but... Moving on, Ethan, I'm going to give you the floor again to give me all right, the moment all right, of the week. All right, all right, all right, all right. My moment of the week is Nevada's kicker, Brandon Talton, drilling a 56-yard game-winning field goal as time expires to beat Purdue in Nevada. This was not only an upset for Nevada, but it was, you know, a big upset just in the grand scheme of things. And this kicker was a walk-on. I believe he was a freshman, too. Freshman walk-on. Freshman walk-on. And he received his full ride, or I believe it was a full ride, for kicking for Nevada after nailing this field goal in the locker room after. So an all-around feel-good story. Yeah, amazing story. I love that story, too. It would have been mine if you didn't call it. But And then I found something that was really incredible. A lady in the UFC last night, or no, excuse me, it was in China, so at our time it was in the morning. Zhang... Wheelay defeated Jessica Andrade by KO in the first round in, in like her 40 home, seconds. <laughs> home country. Yeah, 46 seconds, I believe. Might have been 42, 43. But defeats Jessica Andrade. Congrats to her. First Chinese champion in UFC history. Great moment for Chinese MMA. But, yeah, just an incredible moment for... Show me your upset. My upset of the week. In Abu Dhabi Saturday night, I see... It's Dustin. in Abu Dhabi? Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah. It's it's enemy territory for him, that's for sure. But my but my upset is Dustin Poirier defeats Habib Nurmagomedov wow. in the main event. And I have a few reasons for this. Well, please lay them on me because nobody thinks this is going to happen. Dustin Poirier has been doubted ever since he lost to Conor McGregor at the featherweight division even by me i have doubted him against eddie alvarez i didn't think he was going to beat justin gaethje either and he's proven me wrong who did he beat didn't he just beat max holloway too? and i didn't think he was going to beat max holloway either thank you ethan and he is the interim champion at lightweight 
and he is fighting the number one fighter in the world in Abib Nurmagomedov. But the reason I think that this is no one is even giving him the time of day. And when you don't give a guy like Dustin Poirier the time of day, you're going to feel a little disrespected. And when a guy like him has felt disrespected over the last two or three years of his career, he has been killing people. So, you know what else? Don't, though? don't be surprised if, if this is one of the biggest. If this Let, is one of the biggest upsets in last week, we history. picked some wild upsets, and neither of them came even close to happening. This isn't that wild. I don't think it's that wild. Dustin Poirier is a killer. Habib's Whatever a, you say. Habib is a beast, but whatever you say. You know who cares? It's, I think it's going to happen. I truly, I truly believe he has a chance. The American beating the Russian in Abu Dhabi. Why, I can. Why is it in Abu Dhabi? Uh, well, Habib's father can go to the fight. He can corner him, which is nice for him because he, he, he can't. He can't come to America. Yeah, his visa isn't. Oh, makes sense. Okay, it's taken away. Okay, and then my upset is going to be Texas A and M. I'm taking him over Clemson and Death Valley. Interesting. Bounce back week for the SEC next week. All right. Where's that where's that game at? Death Valley, Clemson. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's a that's a tough one too for Tamu. But Tamu is good this year, so we'll see what happens. I believe. I believe for the conference. Let's go. For the conference. That'll do it for for the weekly walkthrough this beautiful Sunday. Now it is afternoon. This beautiful Sunday. And this is the weekly walkthrough. I'm Nick Catlin, my co-host Ethan Salm. We are signing off. We will see. Uh, check the Twitter for uh, next week's show if we do have one at Weekly Walk KCOU. This has been KCOU 88.1 FM or KCOU.FM. We appreciate you all for listening, and I hope you all have a good rest of your week. Bear down, baby. Bear down. Beautiful girls all over the world. I could be chasing, but my time would be wasted. They